Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Tonight, the Riders and Lions have a very high bar to match for what the Ticats and Bombers did last Ooh. night. What's it say? Riders are favored by seven. Come on! By seven. That's a... The over-under's 48. How about that? How about that? I gotta say, I'm taking BC to beat the spread. I would, too. Yeah. But I kind of think the Riders will win the football game, but seven. That's aggressive. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, it is. Welcome, everybody, to uh, the second half of the show. It's what we call the second half kickoff. It is brought to you by our friends at Core Grain. Core Grain. Doing what's best for your farm. Moose is with me, and we're talking summer things. We're talking August things. And that is uh, CFL football, NFL training camps. We haven't got into that, but we will, Moose. Uh, Jim Wagner writes in on the Prairie Mobile text line at 306-840-8777. Jim Wagner says, good day, RP Nation. Man, those Jays are exciting. Looking forward to tuning in for another great week of shows. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Jim. Um, How about those Blue Jays? Winners of three or four of the Boston Red Sox. 9-8 yesterday. And I don't know if you saw George Springer, what he said. He hit the game-winning three-run home run. Down 8-6 in the eighth inning when Springer came to the plate. He launches a three-run blast. Jays win the game, and Bob's your uncle. But after the game, they said, they asked him, George, what were you thinking when you stepped up to the plate? He goes, I just wanted to get on base and give Vladdy a shot Yeah, behind me. And all of a sudden, I love that horn when it goes off at Rogers Center. It's pretty good, eh? <clears throat> or as the TSN anchors call it, the dome. Wouldn't it be nice if they could get over the corporate hatred in this world? I know. They won't refer to it as Rogers Center on TSN. Watch. So the Blue Jays are off today. Then they got the Angels tomorrow. Again in Toronto. They really loaded up this schedule perfectly, didn't they? Yeah. It's almost like they knew that come July 30th they were going to be back They're going to get hot. They've been been at home for two weeks straight. Who does that? I know. But that's the way. This, now they don't. You don't want them to leave. Don't want them to leave because they're playing so good at home, and this team is rocketing towards a playoff spot. Yeah, they really are. Get Dagger watching on YouTube says Springer is worth every penny. He is now, oh, but yeah. we were all wondering, weren't we? We he were wasn't. all wondering. Well, he is. Yes, he's worth it now. With twenty-five mil this year. Well, he's rested. You know, he's showing up at the right time. Yeah. Uh, we were wondering what would be the best name for the RP show, Player of the Week in the Canadian Football League. Because we don't have a sponsor for it. And I'm just tired of the monster performer, the this, the that. Ryan, watching on YouTube, says perhaps the core grain, core player of the week. Eh, maybe. We'll consider it. Perhaps. Core grain doing the right thing for your farm. I kind of like the balls out player of the week for Manscaped. Yeah. Kind of getting hung up on that. I'm not going to lie. And right now, leading in the vote for player of the week is Winnipeg Blue Bombers Canadian tailback Brady Oliveira. 129 yards rushing in the winning cause. 19-6 over the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And a very CFL sim-like score. 19-6. The other options are McLeod Bethel Thompson. He's got 25% of the vote. Abdul Kana of Ottawa has 22%. And James Get Wild Wilder Jr. has 13% of the vote. So you got 24 hours to vote on that. And what was a wonderful opening week of CFL football? Ah, I like this. Ricky Kazama writes in and he says, The Baller of the Week. How about Ooh, that? I like it. 
Actually, I drove. We got a winner. I drove by Ballers the other day. Looked like there'd been a party there. You know what I mean? Stuff scattered on the parking lot. (laughs) That's exactly what it was. Did you see it? Of course. I was driving down Dudney with the windows open. Like, smells like a party around here. Oh, yeah, it's Ballers. I guess it was on Saturday. That reminds me of Jamie Heward. We were at the morning skate when Swift Current was on their run to the WHL championship. Uh And we're hanging around having a coffee. And he walks in and smells the arena. And he's like, just smells like a party in here. And, of course, you know, spilled beer all over the stands. Same thing at Ballers. It's the same idea. You have a party the night before, and it just smells like the aftermath the next day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I didn't even hear about it. But then I'm not... The biggest party guy, as you know. It looks like a fun time had been had. Yeah. Uh, Jeff the Stampeders fans watching in Calgary, and he's talking about everything that has nothing to do with the game, which was his Stampeders losing to the Toronto Argonauts 23-20 on Saturday. Jeff says McMahon had no corporate sponsors painted on the field. Was that true in other places? Well, come on, Jeff. Weren't you watching the games? It was all virtual ads. Did you notice that on the games? Yeah. It was those ads. You saw them on TV, but you didn't see them if you were in the stadium because they were digitally projected onto the turf. I'm shocked that a, you know, sharp guy like yourself wouldn't notice that. I actually noticed with the Ryder game that the logos actually moved from time to time. Yeah. (laughs) Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the middle of the play. I'm like, ooh, this is fun. Carlos Legena in Indianapolis says, sounds like the prospective sponsors have their suggestions now. Yeah, but they got to step up the baller of the week for Ballers Rec Room. I got it. I got to stop paying attention to their comments and talk about ours. Uh, where do we go from here, caller? As John Lynch used to say, we're going to look back at, what did you say? You said the games were three days ago. We got to move on. That's the other... Breaking news today. John Cooper, the Tampa Bay Lightning, has been named the head coach for Canada at the Olympics next year. That's only if NHL players play, which we don't know yet. So this is a little bit of the uh, cart getting ahead of the horse, as we say, out here in the West. Don't you think? Yeah, but they're lining everything up to make it happen. There's a hole in the NHL schedule for the Olympics. The coaches are now being announced. Everything's lining up you know, and leading towards players being allowed to go. And I don't know if it's leverage or what, but, you know, when they come to the table and negotiate, the NHL can sit there and say, look, we've done all this. They're ready. All you got to do is this. Just do it. And we're in. We've already opened the door. We've laid the carpet. Everything's ready to roll. You just have to come to the table with what we want. And maybe that'll help the, you know, the Olympic committee um, decide to bring the NHL players in and, and, get them across the finish line. But it's all looking like NHL players will be allowed to play. That's um, some of the breaking news that's going on today. John in Edmonton writes us, breaking news from 3downnation.com, Edmonton Elks offensive lineman Sir Vincent Rogers tests positive for COVID-19, signed John in Edmonton. And I just accidentally sent him a smiley face emoji. So John in Edmonton, I don't think that's funny. I just bumped it. Anthony Rizzo of the Yankees got pulled too. Yeah, for COVID. I'm good. Yeah, I was just gonna say get vaccinated, but who am I to say anything, right? Uh, people are talking about protection. Canadian rookies on the offensive line. Somebody wrote in earlier and said, "What did you think about all the Canadian rookies that started in the CFL on the O line?" There were many, but I went back and looked at the stat sheet. From Friday night's Riders-Lions game. Two sacks aside. Considering everybody was thinking that Cody Fajardo was going to be running for his life. And probably whoever they put behind center for the Lions would be doing the same. Two sacks aside. And actually, before Darren and I knew each other very well. Would you mind telling the listeners? I never really realized this was a thing. What I used to do with my old talk show. That you love so much. Just as a wee little sprout. Listening to the uh, show. Going through the, uh, the uh, box score. Yeah. And reading off all of the, uh, you would the think, stats. I would have think people would think that's boring, but you loved it. Well, people are into that. Yeah, for sure. When, especially when it's their team. Hard to do that on a national talk show, but you can do that about your teams. People will find that interesting. I, I always think that was kind of fun. You used to do it all the time. Um, 
We want to. We always look. We want to see how guys did. And that's actually an issue that I have. And I don't know where the problem lies. But mm-hmm. quickly off the top of the head, the number one sports app that you use is? Score. The score. And <laughs> the score doesn't have the ability or to pull, or they're just not doing it, to pull CFL stats during games. So they show the score, and I can check it for the... Uh, you saw that too, huh? But they don't have any box scores. They tell you who got the... T- that's it. And... I don't think that that's the score not doing it. There's a compatibility issue. And this is getting a little bit deep, but there's no problems with the NFL for them pulling NFL info live. They just don't want to, man. It's not that I don't think it's that they don't want to because they want to provide sports for everybody. Okay. But for whatever reason, and I don't know if this is a CFL issue or if it's a score issue, but for some reason they can't pull it easily and set up it automatically to pull results. So either the CFL is not running a system that's universally compatible with websites and apps to be able to pull live stats and update them on the fly. And if that's the case and you want people to only go to your site to get the live info, you're just not going to get that many people looking for the live info. Because if I don't find it on the score app, which I didn't, that's the end of my search. Here's me. Saturday at the lake, CFL games are on, and I want to look at the line for Bo Levi, and I go to the score app, like you say, and they don't have it. What am I doing? You're done. Next. You're done. And it's not yeah, that. That's, that happened. You're frustrated, but it's not that you even care that much that you're like, oh, and you're mad. It's just that you want to look at it. If it's not convenient to find it, you move on. Yeah. Then you go back to Twitter, and you just continue about well, your day. Maybe this is what. We'll do here because we've been on the air now three years. As an industry insider said to me recently, you guys are legit. I said, I thought we were legit when we got through one show. We had to get through three years to be legit. But here we are. So John in Edmonton just writes in again and says, let's talk about that first Japanese player playing in the CFL. He was good, wasn't he, Rod? Are you asking me? Because the numbers don't say he was good. Takeru Yamasaki. Two of four on field goals. Let's add it up. Of a possible 12 points, he scored six. And they lost by four. Farmer math, not good. They certainly talked the heck out of him, though. Yeah, and it was cool. On the broadcast. Hey, it's 11-11. Play and get the uh, first. Make a wish. The first, the first points to get the yeah. first one in, right? We got to drink the coffee. It was actually 11, 11 and 11 seconds on our clock. <laughs> Make a wish. I did, and I won't tell you what it was because then it won't come true. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> but it was cool. It was really, really cool, right? And I tweeted that. I'm like, this is so CFL, right? You had Americans and Canadians on the offensive line snapping the ball to an Australian punter who was holding the football, and a Japanese player was kicking the football. That was the play. Mm-hmm. So kind of neat to see the multiculturalism and the melting pot that is Canada, and that's kind of on display in the Canadian Football League. So I thought that was kind of cool. But he struggled. He made the first one, though, and it was like 43 yards, and he barely made it. But he made it, uh, made another one. But, yeah, it was, a, it was a tough first outing. I hope they don't cut him because of one game. Oh, They should. How could they? But... It was tough, for sure. Very tough for him. Uh, so, anyways, I, I was doing this thing for years, what Moose said, that I would <laughs> go on the radio on Monday and read the box score of the Ryder game, and I didn't think anybody enjoyed it. I was more so doing it for myself. But for the BC Lions, and I should do this for every team. But I was going to say, now you got to do it for every game. Which is fine. Nathan Rourke, 10 of 18. 194 yards, two interceptions, two touchdowns. Michael Riley, 17 of 24. He attempted more passes than the other guy that was deemed to be healthy. I mean, yeah, this is this is actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Now that I think about it. you called it state fair football, and all I can imagine <laughs> that's it's, right. But well, it's, I didn't. But it's like pulling Pat up, McAfee pulling did. up to you know you put the paper slide yeah. it to the back, you get the rifle right, but the rifle's got a bent barrel, and you're still expected to shoot. Like Mike Riley couldn't throw the football; mm-hmm. he couldn't throw it, and yet he was still completing passes. It was like trick shooting, and he still did it. I mean, it was something we've never seen before. Man, people are really uh, gravitating to all of our topics here. Jared Breyer 
writes on Twitter regarding our poll question, which I'll get to in a moment. He says, Winnipeg can arguably win with other phases of the game, but Ottawa doesn't win their game without Canna scoring a touchdown and making the winning stop on the last play. And that's our poll question today. There's the comment from Jared on Twitter. I'm not sure where he's from, and it doesn't necessarily matter. But we're, here's our poll question. Who was the week one baller of the week in the CFL? Brady Oliveira, James Water Jr., McLeod Bethel-Thompson, or Abdul Kanna? And it's the Winnipeg running back who is leading by a mile with 39%. Very rarely do you see a defensive player win an award like this. And Canada, that guy's a well, stud, man. He's a stud. I pro- yeah, maybe we should have said the Ottawa Red Blacks defense because it's a pretty close race, as you saw in our results, between um, Macbeth mm-hmm. and Brady Oliveira. But, yeah, that defense, I mean, that interception to go all the way down the field for the winning points, and then on the last play of the game to come up with the stop on the one-yard line, I thought that was pretty good too. So the whole defense in Ottawa played, played well when they needed to. Um, just before we break and we bring in Brandon London, Belo, do we have him Clark, by the way? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, yeah. You told me that. I'm sorry. It's 20 more minutes until Brandon London joins us from New York Giants TV. Thanks. And this screen, something's happened there. Uh, Leonard writes in from the five, three, six. He says, you're right. They should all get vaccinated. All these athletes that are playing professional sport. Uh, That just slipped out. I'm not telling anybody what to do. I try not to anyways. I know. We'll do what we want to do, and we'll tell you what we're doing, but you make your own decisions. If your words and actions influence others, that makes you a leader. Not inspires others, by the way. Don't get me going on that. Definition of a leader is if your words and actions inspire others, you're a leader. I've changed that to if your words and actions influence others because you can still lead the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're doing the wrong thing and that encourages people to do the wrong thing, that doesn't make you a leader. That makes you a jerk. That was me for a long time. Mike from Regina, 551, says, what about the rookie quarterback, Rourke? That's from Mike in Regina. Um... He was very good. We were just talking with Julio Caravada here on Friday about this kid and how he had an extra year to learn the playbook. That's all true, but it's not the same as getting out there. But it did clearly benefit him because he did look good. Kid's got a future. He's got a real bright future. He looked really sharp, and he almost led them to the comeback. I mean, that touchdown he threw into the corner of the end zone, that was unbelievable. That was a great throw. He's got a strong arm. He's got a home in the league. Absolutely. Metal shingle guy writes in and he says, I was calling for Isaac Harker at one point before the half. Shaq had a couple key drops. He's talking about Shaq Johnson of the Lions. He said, BC needs to stay with the young gun. Argos look large and in charge. Great weekend of football. It was a great weekend of football. And honestly, I'm watching that game. Riders got the pedal to the metal. It's 31 nothing, And I'm like, get Fajardo out of there. And then I thought, no, don't. It's the first, he didn't have any preseason games. This guy needs every rep. And then he takes a shot to the head at the end of the third quarter. Yeah. Get him out. I'm only half serious on that. We'll take a timeout and come back. This is the uh, second half kickoff. The entire second hour is brought to you by Core Grain. Doing the right thing for your farm. We got a sports update coming up. A lot of breaking news today. We'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24 hours streaming for Suds Full Service Car Wash at RodPeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. 
Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Welcome back, everybody. And now, now we're getting somewhere. It only took us an hour and 20 minutes to really get warmed up on this Monday, Canada's daytime sports talk show. Um, Moose and I and some of the staff around here are feeling uh, quite grateful today. The Stanley Cup is in the city, and we've been invited to a viewing party tonight. Member of the Tampa Bay Lightning has it here in town, so watch our social media channels. How about that? Mm-hmm. And I want to say where it's going to be or who's having it. We're just very honored to be there. We'll be talking about it tomorrow. Look for all these photos. That's pretty cool. And we appreciate the invite from uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning staff. Uh, So when Mike Abu-Meshrick's watching, you know, Wabu, the 10-year CFLer, Mm -hmm. says, awesome blood donation commercial. Well, thank you, Mike, the guy who donated a kidney to his uh, father this summer. What a story. Very cool. As I said to Wabu, hell of a way to lose weight. But he's shedding, he's shedding pounds, man. I look like that if I donate it organs? It looks great. Sign me up. Yeah, no kidding. Take mine. <laughs> like, right. It looks great. But I, he did it for the right reasons. It, it's amazing, you know, the selflessness. Gave the gift of life. Yeah. Very cool. So it'll be next segment that Brandon London joins us from New York Giants TV. And he's CFL alum, too. So he could probably jump in on these topics. But what the viewers I see... And I meant, I think I asked you this. No, I got cut off. You got too excited and you jumped in. I was going to say, how much trouble should the BC Lions be in for the way they've handled their quarterbacks here? And don't get mad. We're just having a discussion on this. For instance, William watching in Lloyd Minster says lots of talk about the injury report when Riley was to start and the coach even said he was and didn't. It's bad for betting. Stop that for a second. Roger Yee in Calgary's watching, and he says, how's the pink drink, Rod? You tell me. I stopped counting at 35 pounds lost. I don't even know what I've lost now. It works. It's the, a lot. Yeah. DM me. Private message me. It works, the pink drink. I lost 35 pounds or more. Um, man, everybody's from the 780 viewer in uh, Edmonton. Watching on YouTube says, Trevor Harris is going to be a good quarterback this year, but his accuracy in game one, way off. Sitting in the stands, a couple of those throws, I was nervous. Three first-half interceptions. And you have to admire the gumption of these vets like Trevor Harris and Bo Levi, who came out after the game and said, it's on me. It's on me. I respect the spit out of that. I really do, because a lot of guys won't do that, quarterbacks or otherwise. But back to the Mike Riley thing. Everybody's asking... Is uh, Mike Riley putting himself at risk by playing this week or trying to rush it soon? And let's just sit back for a second and think. Guy makes a lot of money. Makes a lot of money. He had to, he signed the $750,000 deal, redid it, still making a lot of money. Has, so what I'm saying, he's not another guy that had to go sell cars for the last 18 months. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How right out of the chute is he this injured? Has anybody wondered that? Did he get hit in practice? I doubt it. I highly doubt it. So can we go back for the benefit of those that weren't watching an hour ago, Darren? Because you're more of the betting guy. Listen, yeah, I took the BC lines to beat the spread, and they did. I didn't put any money on it. And I probably won't put any money on these bets. But it did affect the line. Because the CFL head office sitting around in Toronto right now, today, going, hmm. What do we do? What, what do we do? Yeah, of course. Of course they are. And they should be. <laughs> and, but here's the other side. If, if Michael Riley thinks he can play and feels comfortable to go and play, then I'm not going to second guess that. And I and I'd, would believe that he's at no risk to injure it further. For whatever that injury is. Sometimes these injuries are just a pain tolerance thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not going to get worse. Um, 
somebody asked, should he be wearing a brace? You don't do that as a quarterback typically. Um, so that's not a, a thing that would happen. But so Michael Riley playing or not playing, I mean, it is what it is. Um, but the, he's starting and the no questionable tag and all of that betting. Yeah, this is a big deal, a big deal. And I'm probably not finding them or you know, disciplining them yet, but I'm probably firing a warning shot if I'm the league and saying, look at guys, this protocol is in place for a reason. And it might not affect you today or tomorrow, but look at if people aren't watching your games, eventually it's going to affect revenues. And eventually there's not going to be the same money coming through. Well, so the comments are coming in like crazy and these are really good. Like, that's my point after spending 20 years in the CFL looking at it from the inside. I know how this stuff works. I've seen it with my own eyes. This hasn't changed. So, for instance, Michael Morin says DT and Luke, that's the Rough Riders broadcast crew, were talking on the postgame show and said there should be massive fines to both the team and the coach. Luke also mentioned how the league needs to be united if they want this new revenue plan to work and basically not fold. So when you said this is a big deal, it's a really big deal. Huge. So TSN, let's walk it back. I'm watching the Bombers and the Ticats on Thursday night, and da-da-da-da-da-da. Image, Mike Riley, Cody Fajardo. Tomorrow night, Friday night football, these two guys. TSN's promoting it. Friday night comes, no Mike Riley. T- TSN staff were tweeting, how infuriated they were by the fast one the BC Lions pulled. So there's that whole thing. They didn't tell the rights holder who's the starting quarterback. And then the betting thing. If I ever did get into betting, I'd be far more upset than I was. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, what? I thought Mike Riley was starting. You, you start this rookie Canadian kid, and what? You're down 32 to nothing? Or 31 nothing, whatever. Oh, yeah. Ended up, what? That's a huge problem. This is a big, and here's Rick Campbell, the coach of the BC Lions, going, I don't give a rat's ass about betting lines. I got to get Mike Riley ready to play because he's our best chance to win. By the way, did you watch the second half? They almost did. So for those guys to say the league needs to come together, Rick Campbell's ass is on the line based on winning and losing, okay? So I'll guarantee you up until an hour before the game, maybe even five minutes before the game, Rick Campbell didn't know if Mike Riley was going to be healthy enough to play or not. And the bigger question is, what the hell have you guys been doing for the last 18 months if Mike Riley's not ready to go in week one? What have you been doing? I know. This is a far bigger spit show than I thought. And then I'm watching Milt Stiegel, whom obviously I love, calling this whole thing a circus. I wrote it down, actually. I have it in my notes. How about that? How about what that? I, what I saw out there was a circus. That was a disgrace. And hopefully we don't have to see that again. All of what I was just talking about, that's what Milt said. And of course, what do I think? How come he can say that and not get in trouble, but I can't? Well, Rod, you just can't, okay? A circus and a disgrace is what Milt Stiegel said about the Canadian Football League coming out of this whole situation. So how do you change it? How, how could it have been rectified, son? Being open in, and having that protocol adhered to leading up to. So, I mean, all we need to know is that Mike Riley's questionable for the game. That's it. He might That's play. what I would have thought. He might not play. Just that little bit of communication. And let's remember something on the single game betting. The money you and I put down to bet which will be single game potentially through Sports Select, which yeah. might be through your local casinos or whatever, sports books. That's not going to the CFL. Your betting dollars aren't going to the CFL. That's not the revenue model here. But what happens, I'm betting on the BC Lions game. I'm now spending more time on their website, which makes the sponsorship on their website worth more money. More hits, they make more money, right? I'm now watching their games. More broadcasts that are being watched, more eyeballs means more revenue. Mm-hmm. I'm now listening to the radio pregame show to find out who's playing last-minute roster adjustments, which means more revenue for them. So, and then when I'm doing that, and there's more revenue, there's more buzz, there's more butts in the seats, right? There's more fans of the team, more merchandise sold. That's how they make money. And if Rod wants to come out with the BC Lions exclusive podcast or show that you've got to pay money to watch because that's how you're going to get your inside betting info, 
then there's another revenue stream. That's how betting is going to lead to dollars for the Canadian Football League. But this happens with BC. I'm not betting on their game. Now, next week, I'm not betting on their game for the next few weeks, which means I'm not going to their website. I'm not listening to the radio broadcast. I'm not watching them on TV. I'm watching the other teams play. So they'll get the revenue, right? They'll get the increase in traffic that'll lead to money. Overall, overall, the big picture of this is it just looks like a joke. And how do I trust the info now for the entire league next week? How do I trust it? So now my betting dollars aren't going in there. And because they're not going in there, you now don't have my attention, which you can monetize. And you won't be able to do that now for a little while. Uh, I couldn't hear you, Clark. Can you say it again? Okay. Anonymous texter from the 647 says, hey, Rod, given the shortened season, do you foresee any big trades in the CFL this year? I would have to send that question to an agent friend of mine. One of them, because I don't know, in this amended CBA, which I didn't see the 19, well, I read the 19 amendments in them. I didn't see anything about a trade deadline. That is generally October, and that is a long ways from here. And you just wonder what the COVID environment is by then in terms of do you want guys switching teams, mm-hmm. right? Mind you, didn't stop the NHL, right? I don't think. They're not worried. No, my guess so. is it's in November. I got to look it up, though. Okay. Uh, we'll break. We'll break. Lots of discussion here, and I appreciate your involvement. But Brandon London joins us next. NFL CFL alum from Giants TV. It's our Monday Get Together Canada's daytime sports talk show continues after this. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, Monday. It is the first Monday after week one in the Canadian Football League. We got hockey news today, too. And that is if there are NHL players playing in the Olympics, John Cooper of the Lightning will be their head coach with assistants Barry Trotz, Bruce Cassidy, and Peter DeBoer. But we pause the CFL chat for a moment, although we can chat CFL with Brandon London. Super Bowl champion with the New York Giants in 07, also played with the Dolphins and Steelers, and five seasons with the Montreal Alouettes. He joins us on set from Daily Blast Live and also from Giants TV. He's looking like a million dollars. Brandon London, how you doing, sir? How you doing? Oh, man, life is great, man. Thank you guys for having me on again. And uh, it's funny because we actually just wrapped on one of our shows now, so... Uh, kind of, I'll show you guys the, the studio in the background Woo! here. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, I, I want to, that's one of those things where I, I tweeted out today, Mark Tressman, anytime he sees the show, he always tells me how, how proud he is on me. So that, that's for you, Tress. That's for you. <laughs> I love it. How is Tress doing, by the way? How, how is coach Tressman doing? Uh, he's, he's doing well. You know, we kind of, you know, keep those text messages, you know, short, kind of private, you know, what, with all he's got going on and myself. But, you know, any chance he gets when he reaches out to me, man, I always think it's a blessing because uh, I remember in 2012 when I was up there, I was I was having a crazy season, act, uh, averaging 19 something yards a catch. That's when I was calling myself wavy and all. And I, you know, tore my meniscus. I went to him, you know, I was like, instead of just doing my rehab and standing outside in the cold at practice. Can I start, uh, can I enroll in Montreal school of performing arts? And he was just like, go, go do it, go do it. You know? So that was, you know, that, that's kind of how the cultured athlete journey got started. So I always thank him for that. Oh man, no kidding. And, and one of the greatest books I've ever read was perseverance by Mark Tressman, his story. And whew, has that guy been through a lot? Well, Brandon, the mm-hmm. questions are coming in for you already from the viewers. That's always makes my job a lot easier. But first, I got to say this. I got a notification today from The Athletic that Saquon Barkley returned to practice today. This is the first time he's been on the field since tearing his ACL last year. So how big a news is this in Giants land? 
Two six is back, baby. Two six is back, and you know what? I would, you know, people were wondering how long it was going to take before we actually got him on the field. Uh, you know, I've been at, I've been back and forth from Denver and uh, Giants practices. I was actually out there the last, you know, four or five days, and I go back out Wednesday. But you can see him off to the side with the trainers, running, jumping, cutting, and everyone within the organization is be like, you know, he's he he looks like he's almost ready to to, to get out there. But you know, everyone kept a, a tight lip on everything, and for that news to come out, that was I was surprised to see that, and I can't wait to get back there Wednesday. We have an open practice to the fans. There's going to be 50,000 fans out there. I think he'll be limited in how much he does, but he's been looking pretty good off to the side, and that's a key piece we're going to have to have uh, in this Giants office going forward. Tim Capper's watching in Montreal. He says, missing you in Montreal, Brandon. Hashtag Alouette's Nation. Uh, General Imlareth watching on YouTube says, life would be better if the Giants don't suck this year. Hashtag go NY Giants. <laughs> um, Brandon, what about the fight, the brawl for it all last week in camp uh, <laughs> with the late hit that occurred and Joe Judge calling practice off? What was your take on how he handled that and the fact that there was a practice fight to that degree? Well, look, you know the media has a job to do, and a lot of people a lot within the organization feels as though it was kind of blown out of proportion. But you know what? It did happen. Uh, a, a scuffle, a fight, whatever. Typical training camp stuff. I mean, you look at if you look online, you see the whole Aaron Donald versus the Cowboys offensive uh, lineman, and no one's talking about, oh, did Mike McCarthy say, has he lost the room or, or whatever. It's training camp. It gets hot. People fight. That's what happens. You guys, it's a combat sport, ladies and gentlemen. But in terms of the way the team has uh, responded to Joe Judge, this team knows we haven't won that much in the last couple of years. And we've lost um, some games, some pivotal games through lack of discipline. And you can even ask, taking back to my, you know, CFL years, we've lost some games because of lack of discipline. And Joe Judge is one of those no, no nonsense type coaches. And if you're gonna, you're gonna have a penalty, you're gonna take a lap. If you're gonna go out there and you're gonna fight, you're going to run. We're gonna stop practice and you're going to run. Now you hear guys grumbling, saying, "Oh, that's, that's, that's the old way of doing it. Oh, he's going to run us in the game." He's one of those coaches. He's a buy-in coach. You're not going to have a grown. You're not going to be a grown man, professional athlete, making hundreds of thousands, millions of, do, millions of dollars. You're not going to go out there and you're not going to run or do push-ups unless you've ultimately bought in, and that's what he's done. And it's not just the way that he he commands the discipline uh, approach and the professional approach. A lot of the times, you guys don't see he's joking around with the players. He's very personable coach with his players. Now, the discipline part is how I respect you as a coach, but you being personal and showing that you have personality, that's how I respect you as a man. And that's what he's come in and, he, and uh, he's done. This is awesome. Uh, George Carter watching on Facebook says, was awesome watching number 14 play at McGill Stadium. Thanks for the great moments. So let's just forget the NFL for today and stay on that CFL train. How happy were you, Brandon, to see them kick off last week in the Canadian Football oh. League after missing a year? You know, it's I think about the fans, think about the players, you know, as, as a player, you know, you think about the organizations, they're going to they're going to do whatever they want, regardless. But when it comes to, you know, that that Winnipeg Stadium and you hear you heard the roar, you know, I heard the roar through my team. I was actually watching on my phone. It, it's there's no feeling like it. And you can say, you know, people can say, oh, how many days has been or what? Is there going to be a season or there shouldn't be a season because of pandemic? You, people live for this stuff, man. Like, I can't wait to watch a Saskatchewan game again and see the, the cutouts and the watermelon. Because I know during the week or during this entire pa pandemic, these people have been waiting for this. And then on the flip side, being a player, knowing what it's like to take the great migration, as, uh, as I like to call it, when you pack up, you leave your family, you leave your life back here in the States behind, and you go up there and you get the blessing to play football for six months. It's the game you love. It's the game you grew up on. And it's the game that has really, for a lot of guys, changed their family dynamics or their generational dynamics in a sense. 
So when you see that opening kickoff and you see the 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 punt return, the little the fake punt return, the throwback that got called back, you see that type of stuff and you hear the energy of the crowd. It's you miss it. You know, if my knees weren't shot, I might have just laced up and try and go back up there. But you know, I'm I'm glad for the fans and, and more importantly, I'm glad for the uh, players. Well, I hope this doesn't upset you when you see it. I had to bust this out today. Argo, big win for them. Week one in Calgary. Uh, the Toronto Argonauts getting a victory for Ryan Dinwiddie. So I had to bust this out for my guys in double blue. Feels good to be wearing this oh, today. You wear, we, yeah, you can wear that. We used to beat up on the Argos all the time. So it's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you actually did. That's right. But, you know, I got to ask you this. It's my last one for you, Below. You did it backwards. Most guys go to the CFL. A lot do. Prove themselves and then jump to the league. You did it the other way. You go, you play at UMass, and then you go to the Giants and win a Super Bowl. No big deal. You probably thought you were going to win it every year after that, right? And then Dolphins, Steelers, and then to the CFL for five. You know what I'm saying about having it backwards? I mean, I'm sure you feel blessed for the way that it went down, but that's not usually the way that it goes. No, and each CFL story is different, you know, and that's the, that's the draw-in about the league as a player. You know, I remember, you know, because they used to come in uh, Jim Pop and the, and the scouts, they used to come down to UMass practices because they would scout Shannon James. They would scout Karan Williams. And they always told me I was on that necklace. So for me, obviously, for a lot of guys, they want to go down, get an experience in the, in the NFL. And you know what? That helps with your negotiations. I didn't start off with just your basic salary in the CFL because I spent some time down in the NFL. So that was a plus in that sense. But, you know, when you get up there and you realize a lot of guys have been in NFL camp, a lot of guys are fighting to get down to an NFL camp. It lets you know you got to strap up your cleats and your pads each practice because guys are going to bring their A game. And then you throw in the element where it's like that, just that respect factor that we're all up there together. Like we, we, we used to go hang out at SJ Green's apartment every day after practice. I would, we hang out, play Madden, and then I'd go off to uh, acting classes or, or hosting classes or whatever, or whatever it is that I did. And that's that camaraderie, you know, that's, that's, and then you hanging out with the Canadian teammates and they're taking me around Montreal. I'm trying poutine. You guys, it's, I wish, I hope the fans, I hope the TSN and all continue to tell the stories so the fans can know where it's like, these guys are up here when they're in that locker room, they're in that organization. These guys, they're not teammates, they're brothers. And that's one of the biggest things I miss about being up north and being in Canada. Well, you made the most of your time, there's no doubt. And as you do every single day, Brandon, thanks. We enjoy following what you're doing. And next time uh, we'll chat a little more NFL, of course, but I appreciate this today, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. And now that vaxxed Americans are uh, allowed back up in Canada, Montreal, if you guys see me walking around, you know, pine on me. <laughs> there you go. All right. Thanks, Brandon. That's the second guy to say that today. Manny Arsenault was the now they all can't wait to get up here. These guys because they uh, loved it so much. Brandon London from Daily Blast Live and Giants TV. Before we break a sports update, if NHL players participate in the 2022 Beijing Olympics, Canada will be led by Tampa Bay Lightning coach John Cooper. Hockey Canada released its provisional Olympic coaching staff today. His assistants, Bruce Cassidy, Barry Trotz, and Peter DeBoer. Coming off a four-game sweep at home over Pittsburgh, Joey Votto and the Reds make a fast stop in Cleveland to make up a game rained out May 9th. Since he's won five in a row as it begins a road trip that also includes stops in Atlanta and Philly. Votto, a Toronto product, has uh, eight runs batted in over the course of the winning streak. Newcomer Anthony Rizzo has become the latest Yankees player to test positive for the Rona. Rizzo is the fourth New York player within the past week to be sidelined by COVID-19. And it was a busy weekend for the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Eight men from the class of 2021 were inducted last night, a day after the 20 members of the class of 2020 were enshrined. Peyton Manning, Calvin Johnson, and Charles Woodson, who were eligible for the first time were among those inducted. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, speaking of Montreal, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new Almond Mocha, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. We'll be right back with Overtime 
for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports talk streaming for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Okay, uh, welcome back, everybody, for overtime. I'm not that lost. I just got my mind one half on the comments from everybody because this is viewer takeover. Just awesome guests today. Manny Arsenault and Brandon London. Just positivity. As uh, Tyron Brackenridge said to me last week, he goes, everybody's in their happy place right now. That's why everybody's so happy. Makes sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. From a football perspective. Uh, and I know you've been commenting with your comments for the last two hours, but now is the time that we actually ask for them, right? In viewer takeover, 306-840-8777. Prey Mobile is your authorized SAS Tel Mobility dealer. Um, Mike from Regina says, what about the situation with Evander Kane betting on his team? That's from Mike in Regina. I would say, what about it? We covered it last Monday and we've given our thoughts. I think he should be fanned for life, banned for life if found guilty. Moose thinks five years, which will run out the clock in his career. Yeah. See, I was paying attention, Moose. That's good. From Brady in Saskatoon. Hey, Rod, good rider game. They looked not well-conditioned, came out strong and fast to the ball. Defense was playing well. Then they slowed down and laid back. He goes, Argos should be good this year. Brady Oliveira is the CFL Player of the Week. There you go, from Brady in Saskatoon. Uh, One thing I don't miss is dealing with the Ryder Nation in situations like this. For those that don't know, Rough Riders raced out to a 31-0 lead the other night. Held on to win 33-29, and I see people writing in saying, they need a better pass rush. They need to do this. They need to do that. They won. Zip it. As Shooter McGavin says, I didn't hear it. I was too Uh, busy winning. (laughs) I was looking for the line. I didn't. I couldn't. You couldn't? I couldn't. (coughs) I don't often miss on those ones, but. Uh, Shooter McGavin, what do you think about the play of Happy Gilmore? I don't know. I missed it. I was too busy winning. That's right. So, Craig Dickinson, what did you think about your team's lack of a pass rush on Friday night? Uh, I don't know. I missed it. I was too busy winning. How about I just that? wish so- I wish somebody would say that. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Spicy. It would be amazing. It would be amazing. If yeah. Are you concerned about? Blah, 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 well, blah, blah. one of the big ones was Craig McTavish. After a game with the Oilers, and somebody criti- criticized some part of their yep. game. He's like, we don't critique, critique our wins. Maybe you should have, Mac T. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says Saturday's game was Bo's first regular season loss to the Argos. His 12-1 record is certainly consistent with his overall 77-19-2 career mark. Jeff not acknowledging whatsoever. Really, that the Calgary Stampeders lost, and the sky should be falling in the foothills today. Owen one's not consistent with his overall record. (laughs) No, only as good as your last game, and that's two stinkers. West semifinal, and then this. I don't know. I'm saying, just saying. Three's a trend. Two's (laughs) a fluke. Two's a fluke. Three's a streak. Eric England watching in Vancouver. Says Brandon London has made a massive point on the Rod Peterson show. Each player in the CFL has a unique story. I think this is something both the CFL and TSN can do more with. I'm out. We do what we do. They do what they do. Um, I watched parts of all the games on the weekend. I thought they did a pretty tremendous job. Shoot, I was kissing their ass about the Thursday Hamilton-Winnipeg game. Yeah. With the aerial shots of the stadium. And now that I think about it, did they have aerial shots for the Ryder game? I can't, <laughs> can't really remember. I think they did. It looked good, though. And Calgary-Edmonton, do they have aerial shots? Oh, yeah, I think so. Having Glenn Suter do three games out of four is Bush League. I will say that. Come on, you can't find anybody else? Come on. 
And it's no different than Fox having Joe Buck do game six of the World Series and then go do a friggin' NFL game in yeah. a, on the other side of the country. It's like you can't, is it because you're paying these guys so much that you just want to work them into the ground? Is that why you do it? But at least that's different sports and a different audience. You know, he's not doing the game Sunday and then the game Monday and the game Thursday, too. Mm-hmm. It, it's a little, it's a lot, but... You know, and I, I look at it from Glenn's point of view, it's a lot of work for Glenn. So for him to be able to pull that off and be prepared to do all those games, like when you go in to do an NFL game, when Joe Buck goes in, he goes in a couple few days early, gets to watch practice, they have meetings with the teams, one-on-ones, do all your notes. It's a couple of days, like two, three days process of really being there to prep, and the rest of the week is prepping for that one game. It's just like a team practicing. So to do that for three games, like I can only imagine the time he's putting in. Suter? Oh, yeah. Well, hey, he didn't make a mistake. That's right. That I saw. I'm just, you think it's right? No, of course not. <laughs> like, come on. There are enough personalities. The more personalities you bring in, the faster the game grows. Your mom says, have a great afternoon, guys. Okay. Do you want to respond or? Uh, hi, mom. I'll call you later. <laughs> Uh, from Jeff, the Stamps fan says, uh, oh, Rod, you're a great guy. Tell me something I don't know, brah. Bob's your uncle. General Imlareth says, Rod throwing shade at my Stamps. will regret it when we win the next 10 in a row. LOL. Start with one. Don Matthews always said you can't win 10 in a row unless you win one in a row. That's the thing with the Rod Calgary thing. Like, I'm really trying to ease off. And it was actually it worked really good this weekend yeah. because Bo Levi stuck his foot in his own mouth and I had nothing to do with it. And the nothing. Argos brought it up. And the witch? The Argos brought it up. We didn't even have to. The Argos got him. It's, the, it's never been me. We're out of time. From the 780, sure would be nice to see Bo Levi in the stamps at the bottom of the league. I'm not touching it. We'll see you tomorrow here at noon Eastern on Game Plus TV. That's the secret sauce. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.